episode two of look for the light our last of us podcast where we go through each episode of hbo's the last of us dissect it inspect it and enjoy it for every little cent that it's worth i am joined as ever by my last of us cohorts miles thompson hello once again hello once again how are you bud i'm quite all right thank you i've got my weird sinusy thing going on so i will be on mute for most of the time but uh (laughs) i'll try and keep my sniffling to a minimum but otherwise i'm good thank you mate Lovely stuff. George Thompson. Hello. He's using that as an excuse because of this week's episode. Like, There's no sinus thing going on. It's it's because of episode two. Yeah. Isn't it, Miles? Yes. I, cannot, I can neither confirm nor deny said <laughs> accusation. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, K to the A to the T, KB. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? <laughs> hello. I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Good. Fucking living, swell, dude. Living the dream. I went to get a new Spider-Man Funko Pop today and saw that it was sold out. <laughs> I was devastated. Oh, uh, which one? Which one was it? There's one of Andrew Garfield's as Spider-Man in No Way Home, but he's got his mask in his mouth like in that scene. Oh, and... oh cool. That's really oh, cool. I wanted it, but... That. It, now, I'm, now I'm gonna have to eBay it for stupid money. I'm like, Ugh. but it will be done. One oh, way or another. Hell, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I ain't living without that Funko Pop. What are you talking about, man? You crazy? Um, yes, it will be done. It's really cool. Um, oh yeah, someone's got it on eBay for thirty six quid already. <laughs> well, that's not that's not too bad. That's not too no, bad. It could be the worst. Awful. No, all right then. If you want to uh, fund this, uh, go to our Patreon for one dollar a month. You can. Uh, you can buy this, buy this fucking pop for me. Thank you very much indeed. Um, right then, but we are talking about episode two of The Last of Us, titled Infected, where we delve outside into the QZ and Ellie sees the world as it is for the very first time. Um, Miles, what did you make of episode two? Uh, I thought very much the same as the first episode. Again, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good second um, bit of content for it. Um, again, I like some of the creative decisions they took which only slightly veer off but just enough to give it some intrigue for itself um and i liked the more scary horrory elements of this episode i was hoping that they were gonna lean into it a bit more but um what they delivered here i thought was pretty good suspense wise and yeah i think we've got a nice bit of development between um ellie and joel which we'll go into i'm sure but yeah i thought it was a really good second episode i'm Again, really intrigued to see where it goes next. And I think the next episode is going to be a big one. So, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. Like, really enjoying it. It's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good times. It makes a change from our weekly Star Wars conversations, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I really like it, but it's shit. No, this yeah. one's genuinely good. Like, it's well written. It's well acted. It's well designed. It's just a good show, like, from the first two episodes. And I really hope you can keep up this level of quality. The set design is unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. How they brought that to life in such a way—it's just uh, it's phenomenal. Um, Josh, episode two. What do you reckon? I don't want to eat my hat for saying this, but I think Bella Ramsey may be a better Ellie than Ashley Johnson. 
at this point already. I, Jesus, it's coming out with claims. There's definite potential. Um, I don't know. There's just something so endearing about the character and the way that they've uh, they've done it that it's just so much more whimsical and childlike, yet still having that Ellie ferocity. Um, I actually preferred this episode a little bit more than the first one, and I only think that's because I know the beginning so well that um, I kind of was just knowing every aspect of the episode and it wasn't surprising me and this one didn't but it was more okay we're on we're on the road now this is the journey that we're going on it's the start this is like going to be the ebb and flow of the series is going to be this um and yeah like miles said the tension and the horror aspect um was phenomenal it was nice to see joel and tess um and I guess Ellie as well, being included in that, being scared of the clickers. Um, these aren't super soldiers that can, you know, just one one hit headshot them because it's being played by a, a person. Um, and the beginning of the episode as well uh, was disgusting uh, and terrifying all at the same time. And I loved it. Yeah, we got another intro which kind of veered off from the game. Um, if you're listening to this and you haven't played the game, um, the introductions, the two introductions so far have not been in the game. They've been brand new to this series. And it was an interesting look at where it all came from. And the kind of devastation and the sadness of that scene was uh, was pretty hard to take. Um, her realisation was so sudden and so immediate. Um, her awareness of just how scary this could be and how far and widely quickly it could go it was just... Oh, scary stuff. Uh, Kaz. Yes. Episode two. <laughs> what did you make of this one? Um, yeah, I, I agree with all the all the sentiments. I'd be interested in a minute to get Josh's new perspective on Pedro because I feel like each week we're gonna get like a like an out of ten scale of how much he feels. You know, Pedro is, is matching to to his his idea and, and his his love of Joel. Um no, I loved it. I think the characterization of Ellie is really great. I think what's really, really wonderful about the episode is that we have had, um, what, two hours of film and or like two hours of media in, in this series. We've had two deaths and this it's so hard hitting. We barely know these characters. We barely met Sarah, and it was just as heartbreaking last week. And we, you know, for us in the game, you know, we, you know, you, you wander, you dawdle, you do that, you do this, you know, in the game. So you've got hours and hours, you know, but but you don't have that much time. And I and I can't decide. I'd really like to speak. I spoke actually. I have. I've spoken to somebody who doesn't even remember if they've played the game. They think they've played the game, but they're not sure. And it's it's hitting them with as much impact as it's hitting us. You know, seasoned. I was going to say seasoned rememberers of the game, but I mean like seasoned players of The Last of Us. Um, I do think that Bella Ramsey's characterization is on point. I don't want to say that she's she's better or more superior than, than Ashley Johnson, just because I think Ashley Johnson, she is Ellie, but I think that she is doing an absolute excellent job of fitting into Ellie. I, I read last last night an interview that, that Neil did and he said that he watched over a hundred auditions for Ellie and he said that um he got to Bella's and he, he didn't feel like he was watching an audition. He genuinely felt like he was watching 
Ellie come to life, and that's when he knew. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's 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 such a labor of love, and I think that it, Neil Druckmann is is doing, and obviously, um, what's the other dude's name? What is his name? Craig Mason. Do, do, do. Grass. Who, I wanted to call him Kevin Mason. Who, and I, was who like... I found out was the guy who shot Sarah in the first episode. It was Craig Mason. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh I did that... not know that. He took that role for himself. What a sick fucking fuck. yeah! Fair play. <laughs> I was going to say of all the roles um, you would take. <laughs> but it is. It's such a labor of love to everything. Like there's so much detail. Like you were saying about the set just a minute ago. I was reading that they obviously spent weeks building the set to make it look, you know, just right with much more whimsicalness, much more detail, and and as much like you know atmosphere as it does have in the game for it to be used in minutes like that um time when they're in the hotel and they're like wading through the water it it took weeks for them to build that and it it was literally used for like a minute and a half but yeah fantastic show um yeah i mean that that's that's my that's my general impression of that (laughs) what about you ross what was your kind of general impression of infected episode two Paul played just made a last of us reference on twitter um, it's because they're doing um, SNL with Pedro Pascal. That's why on on um, the fourth of February. Yeah, he's just literally announced it like an hour that's ago. That's gonna be awesome. I should watch that. That's great. Pedro Cold is play. hosting SNL. Coldplay Cold as well. Love a bit of Coldplay. Um, yeah, this is this is just another superb episode. Um, it's interesting that this is the one that Druckmann chose to direct. I find that quite intriguing. I, I would assume that he had like every episode to choose from if he really wanted to. Um, and so it was interesting that he chose this one. I, th- I assume it was because, you know, he has spoken in the past about his love for Tess, and I was presumably he wanted to get that absolutely spot on. And it was interesting that you know you look at these locations when they do like the the external shots of the museum or of the hotel, and it's like fucking hell, that's right out of the video game. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I remember watching the the hotel scene, seeing it all underwater. And again, Kat thinking, wow, that is all there. And yeah, they're just going to use that for 30 seconds. But the detail, you know, that's what is so perfect about this show is the detail and the love and the craft that they have. Um, You know, I absolutely squealed like a little girl when Joel um, bumped up Tess to go over the woods. I was like, you know, it's just those little things that as fans, we know how important they are. We know how important that hotel is. It's further on in the game than it is in the show, but it's just as important. And if you go over to the reception, there's a little, there's a little, you know, dialogue bit with Ellie where she is talking to the concierge, and you know, those little things are just so important. And it's just, uh, it's just wondrous right now. I can't say kind of anything more about it, but it's just a. I will say more about it because this is a podcast. And we've got time to fill up, but it's. <laughs> Right now, it's my favorite thing on TV, and um, I cannot get enough. I just want, um, I just want more, and it, it pains me that we have to wait weekly for this thing. I'm gonna binge the shit out of it once it's all done, and um, I can't wait. I completely agree. I was actually <laughs> gonna say, like, the biggest shame about this is that there isn't more of it. Like, yeah. I want to eat it like a buffet. Um, I want to like binge every episode on my little moon chair, and I think. I wouldn't be surprised if I did that, actually, and kind of rewatched it all and re-soaked it all in episode after episode. 
Yeah, I shall be buying the Blu-ray set. That is a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think you brought up an interesting point about Neil Druckmann directing a kind of episode because it would be interesting to see if they did film the season chronologically. Because I know, like TV shows, most of the mm. time they do they do the set the different days on what they can shoot. You know, so if it was chronological, mm. maybe Neil was setting a tone for the journey setting a tone for what the clickers should be acting like for other directors to jump in after that and have an already vivid idea of what Neil kind of wants for them to act like and stuff like that. Um, and I think it was just a good set piece to set the tone overall in the hotel for mm. what's to come mm. with the horrors of uh, these clickers and runners and stuff like that maybe i don't know yeah no yeah that's a that, that, that's a good point for sure i thought they'd be wetter wetter <laughs> that, that was a note that was a note that i put they um they look really dry in the face and i i know that there's there's a link with that in regards to the floor and how they were testing whether they were like um infected in in the in the room and, and how the spores kind of engulf their surroundings but in the trailer there's one that looks really wet in the face like as in like it looks like it's like i don't know like just moist oh i hate the word but uh, but then when there's there's like other fight scenes where i was like oh you look as dry as you did outside on the ground and i i think the game they make them look really like sloppy like mm -hmm. like they're dribbly all mm -hmm. over their face but they didn't have that this time i thought it was interesting um, it's probably not a decision they thought about, but it was just like, oh, I thought you'd be wetter. And that was just a note I put. About uh, um, two out of ten. Try really again, Druckmann. Two out of ten. Two out of ten. Yeah, fuck it. They actually got the Game of Thrones people in to um to design the clickers to try and make them as real as real as it oh, possibly wow. could to the game. That's yeah. very cool. I'm reading. I'm, I've been doing some homework. I've 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 just been like soaking this shit up. Mm. Um. So yeah, let, let's talk about the uh, the clickers because. Why are they still scary? After two games, I had like 40 hours of gameplay. <laughs> Why are they still terrifying? It's, uh, no, it's more ships. Ships. <laughs> yeah, no, no more ships. Yeah, no more ships. <laughs> uh, throwing, I can't wait for the bit where he throws a bottle you know, across the room and yeah. like, crawls I mean, he could throw down the, the statuette into the wall, into the glass yeah. cabinet. So we, I think that was a nice little um, nod to like these are sound based, and obviously they've spoken about how they don't sleep mm. right here. But mm. I loved, loved the bit where Joel is reloading his weapon, and you can hear a clicker kind of far away, and then you Aww. hear it, and then they just turn the volume up a little bit, and yeah. you, it's like it's right. I'd love to listen to that in headphones to see how close that actually feels. Because yeah, the, the tension that, that they build is incredible, and you can tell everybody's agenda you could like you were saying i can't remember who was saying it at the beginning but they have got the tone and the the fear factor of each character down you know they had the ground rules to begin to set it up they've already set up so much more than the game in regards to the knowledge that you have about the clickers and we can talk about that in a minute and the differences but you know they, they set so much up in regards to that and and it's very clear that ellie has never seen what they're about to see but joel and tess are very aware of the different types of of clickers that can happen and they, they're not going to tell her that they're, they're, they're gonna hope hope to god that they don't run into them um in that in that museum and um and it is just you can see where joel is like you were saying that he's not the hard guy yes he will he will fight fight off his life 
but he is not ready to be like, let's just fucking have him. Let's just go. You know, he's not that confident. Mm. Yeah. You know, he hasn't done it enough yet to to be really confident. He's, you know, he does say to Ellie, yeah, I've got quite a lot and it's quite hard sometimes. But you can still see the fear. You can still see the fear in Tess. And then you can see this really inquisitive, but very, like, very frightening fear in Ellie as well. And I think they got that down. And the tension they build around that is fantastic for literally being in one room. I think yeah. Josh alluded to it as well. Of They kind of made it a much more grounded take of like, there was only two clickers in that room and yeah. they were strong. Like they shot them multiple times. They made a real thing of showing yeah. you that even gunshots don't put these things down. Yeah. And even when he was yeah. headshotting it, it still took two, three hits. And then I think yeah, Tess I had to so. bash its head in as well. So they've made mm. the clickers more... Like in the game, they would one hit kill you if they got close enough, but that was their threat. You could still headshot them from mm. a while away and feel like they were managing them. But in this, like you're seeing the effect of the cordyceps or whatever growth over time makes them mm. stronger because they're more durable as well, um, mm. which I think is going to bode well when we get other versions of the infected coming up. Because if you imagine how tough the clickers are, what's it going to be like when the tougher variants start arriving? Um, mm. and I think it just works <laughs> the um and the underground network of cordyceps. Yeah, yeah. That really interesting. Oh my god! Um, because in the game, when they get to the 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 Fedra point where they're supposed to meet the Fedra officers and the fireflies and the Order Spear, um, it's Fedra guys, isn't it? They come and attack you in the game. Yeah, it's soldiers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whereas here, holy shit, um. You get some World War Z number of fucking runners that uh, are very aware of where you are just because some cordyceps came up through the ground. That's <laughs> yeah, oh. you stepped on like a patio slab. And I yeah. think it's really interesting because when they did look over that, when they did that shot where they look over the balcony and there's like that, I'm going to say horde because, you know, it's just easier to say and everyone knows what I'm talking about. But when that group of clickers are all on the floor and they start moving together like a little tidal wave, and she's like, oh, they're connected. I Like, I read that um, there are things that they have chosen to change in this to expand upon to make it kind of feel more explainable because it, it isn't properly gone into. Like, the lore of, of clickers and the lore of the world of the infected isn't massively explained in the game, but it's this has given them the, the time, especially with the intro as well. It gives us a predate to, you know, what's what Joel and Ellie's world was like before this happened. Um, it's so interesting they've chosen to do this because this is likely going to come in quite often. This is going to be a skill that they're going to have to look at. This is going to be a, a like an, a, an obstacle they're going to have to be aware of. It was such foreshadowing when they were like, oh, yeah, they are connected. Yeah, and when you step in one place, they know where you are. And I was like, whoa! that's gonna be something we have to remember um i think that it's it's interesting because i think when when movie when game to film adaptions or game to series adaptions when they do change stuff some of the fans get real livid about it but actually i think they have fantastic balance and i think what they are changing and tweaking is is wonderful i I don't have any issues with it I don't, i'm like yeah okay cool makes sense yeah let's go with that instead then because it's interesting um i'm excited to see where they go with those tweaks do you think the layout of the museum felt like the layout in the game yes yeah it felt 100 yes. percent exactly yes. the same 
Yeah. yeah. It was like, I literally had like a flashback of being in that, like when they got into the room with all the like the displays and stuff, I was like, I can mm. remember smashing a head against that vase. I remember throwing a brick at one over there. Like it was almost like moment for moment, exactly as it is in the game, mm. which I thought was I awesome. think they did the castle building very well as well, the inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame they didn't go through the um the buildings that were collapsed. But I'm, yeah. assuming, that, I'm assuming that would have probably cost a fair bit of fair bit of dollar. I think that the was, offices. Yeah, like the yeah. high rise buildings at the start. Yeah, that would that, yeah, that would be cool. That was, I think, my only thing about the episode of like I wanted the horror bit in those buildings because they're like detached. Yeah. It's very dark in the game. It's your first proper encounter with clickers and infected at the same time. But I think the way they've done it works better for a show because it grounds it a bit better and it makes it more realistic. Um mm-hmm. I'd say my only no, it's not even a gripe, but I think the scene where they talk about the Horde and, you know, how they're connected, I was like, this feels a bit like for the audience. I know they're telling Elliot, but it feels like they're kind of telling yeah. the audience that. And I was a bit like, it would have been better if they'd have figured out a way to demonstrate it, but without actually having the characters without saying tell it. us. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a very basic way to be like, we need to say this to the audience so they know how do we do it. Oh, we'll just say it in dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then still, I, literally... I still think that's a better way than most other things have done, uh, have uh, been expositional in that sense. It um, is. But it's the way they showed it as a flowing, like from the sun, sun, from the sun rays, I'm guessing they hate the sun because they're like affects their growth or something because they they're fungal um so they're kind of like going doing like a mexican wave <laughs> on the floor as the sun goes but like <laughs> just like the whole connection bit was just like and then all, all tess said was like it's more than you know and it's like fuck me like mm. how how like in depth does that go and obviously we is saw this it by go? the end mm. is that they can be in one area completely different step on literally like the tiny little tender and then that's it from the other end of the city they're coming running in yeah and i think like it made sense like i understood why they had to do it like they couldn't have just had joel stand on that tendril and they'd be like oh cool now they're all coming after we would have been like what the fuck why but i think just the way that bit was done it just felt because i literally immediately turned to cat and i was like well there's the foreshadowing for something terrible gonna happen in about 10 minutes time it just felt a bit too like obvious in the way it was done do you but... think you'd have felt easier with it if it hadn't have happened in the capitol building do you think it would have felt a bit more um i guess genuine if it had happened maybe two episodes later for the first time instead of 10 minutes later i think well, the for you was it like forget. it's a gap yeah would you? I, want... I don't think I, I don't think you would i don't think eagle eye people would because i think that's the kind of thing like because i think 10 minutes is like oh all right you might as well just put the poster up and they told us on mm. black letters, but like two, you know, you could have done that with Joel stepping on something and then being like, "Shit, yeah." I remember when Tess said to Ellie, "Like, oh, they're they're connected, blah blah blah." Like, completely forgot about that, but actually, fuck, they're in trouble. As opposed yeah. to ten minutes later, I don't know. Do you I think, think maybe that's you why were... you're griped. I think if you were watching like the series in one go, I think that would be fine to do it that way. But as it's releasing weekly, it would be like, say, if it was two weeks time, like it would be difficult to have to rely on audiences to remember a specific part of a specific scene to justify that happening. Um, I wondered more if like when they walked into the museum, like the way the clickers were alerted was that Joel stepped on something which alerted them from like another room through the tendril or something. They could like show that visually. And then you could have the horde later on in the episode have that happen. So you can then start to see like the scale build. Mm. Um, 
But again, like it's a it's a tiny thing. It was more just like, mm. oh, that's the foreshadowing that this is going to come up. I probably like, would have felt episode. annoyed if they did it that way, though. I'd have probably felt if they wouldn't have said anything, and then it would have just happened. I'd have probably been like, "Fuck! Like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck does that even mean?" No, I think I'd be okay with it because it just leaves you the room to like work it out for yourself, kind of thing. And then I guess they could do exposition. But yeah, like I said, it's a hard thing because. Either you leave it to the audience to work it out, in which case some people will be like, what the fuck was that about? And then other times, if you exposition it, people will be like, well, that's just telling me and not showing me kind of thing. Mm. So it's it's a hard balance. But like I said, in the grand scheme of the two episodes, to only have that as be like the tiniest gripe, I think is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And we talk about the kiss. <laughs> oh, the weird, creepy, rapey kiss. Yeah. See, I read about this, and this I is going to be a thing. I didn't see it as a kiss. I saw it more as that's where the uh, that's the only place that they come out from. It makes sense for them to transfer through that way. Yeah, it's and like it a face hugger, like isn't it? it like yeah, a, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Like it's not like um, uh, like a kiss, kiss. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I mean, people are probably, uh, yeah, was... probably theorizing that. Oh, we've all had worse kisses than that. My God. <laughs> um, people are theorizing that Tess may have known. That's a runner in a past life. And that was why he was right. the only one that stopped. Well, I, I theorized it as like she was already infected. So they, they knew, most of them so ignored they, her. Yeah. Yeah, because they all oh, yeah, sensed definitely. that she was one of them. Um, but that guy went in my Wait a minute. That's Tess. I banged her once. Maybe. <laughs> no, because she's from Detroit, isn't she? She ain't from it because she kept saying, I'm not from it. I'm going to stay right here. This isn't even my home. Okay, we, we need a spin-off series of Tess and the Zombie. <laughs> the, last, the Adventures was, of Tess um, and Zombie. Yeah. I was reading this, though, yesterday, and so apparently this is going to... And I, I don't know if this is a spoiler, because this is an interview that like has been done by Neil Druckmann, who has confirmed this. Um, so feel free to cut out if it is, but like, it, I guess it's a, an explanation of some sort. Someone asked him about that yesterday, and um and he said that this is a new tweak that they're doing in the sense of it's the way that they instead of like sporing on you essentially like what they do in the game and they're like you know, i'm biting you and being really violent the tweak is is there's going to be this like gentle creepy <laughs> kiss thing because like josh was saying that's how they come out that's how they spread their infection that's how they do it um so not every infected is going to bite um and they will only bite if you are violent. So they're, they're doing this thing where they're, they're trying to show them as non-violent unless you attack first. Yeah. Um, is what I've read from Neil anyway, which, yeah. you know, in a sense doesn't quite fit with the museum scene, but also maybe they felt threatened because they someone had invaded their home, so they that's what... But, like, that's that was the explanation that Neil gave, is that we're able to expand and change actually how, how they are infected, and we've kind of seen them as, you know, that's why he gently went over, because she was not being threatening. She was not attacking them yeah and um, i can't remember where i saw it or read it um but i saw that the cordyceps like the concept of it is never to attack it's never to uh it's not um like an aggressive thing it's more of a mm, i want to spread thing. out i want yeah i want to grow as big mm. as possible like it right real infections they're not there to to attack things they're there to just take over things and spread like yeah so whatever I think he's trying to like mirror that yeah god no drug so woke 
Do you, do you think that might tie into like a it's like a body horror thing as well i think yeah. it's adding to like the fear of them but also i wonder if it's then going to tie into the are in are just the infected is there still humanity in them is it okay to kill them like because that was a bit of a theme at one point with ellie and joel talking and i wonder mm. if that was a way of like demonstrating like there's some kind of bit of humanity that's still remaining while they're still like basic infected and then I wonder if they're going to take that at some point. And we could see that with Tess, though, couldn't we? We could see like there was that sense of when she was really aggressive, and then and and you knew it was because even before you know, I'm sure that people who didn't know she was bitten, I'm sure people were like, "Why the fuck is she losing her shit?" Um, or so suddenly, um, and like you said, I think there there was that conversation about was it hard? Are there people in there? And this likely is gonna you know set off a bit of a moral conundrum which is probably going to be the um the motivation of the fireflies potentially yeah. or like an angle of the fireflies of like they are still people sometimes somewhere somewhat and uh shout out to ellie's sandwich looks really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> so really oh weapon. god fucking fucking like bang tidy they were just eating beef jerky and she's like getting out of fucking subway like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Proves, if nothing else, that she is the most important character in this thing. <laughs> yeah. She gets the best sandwich, therefore yeah. she's the most important. So yeah. Where the hell did... Uh, where, where, where did Marlene get Marlene. the from? <laughs> you know? I wonder how much she had to trade for it. Maybe she traded that battery she was going to give to Joel just so she could get the sandwich for Ellie. Imagine that. Plot Maybe. twist. It just sounded like the Fireflies are well more equipped, like... Uh, through the, across the country in terms of like mm. what they can retrieve from other people yeah. and their connections is way better than Fedra's um, yeah. who are slumming it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, in every sense of the word. Like, yeah. They're not just freedom fighters. They are like the upper hand almost. It's like they're, they're like, they're, they're, they're stronger, but there's not enough of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's mm. too much of Fedra at a weaker level, which is not helping them because they're being taken out in numbers, not because they have. That's how it came across. I think you're right, Josh. I think it feels like there's a much more threatening force of the Fireflies, the Fedra trying to take over because there's lots of Fedra as opposed to not very many Fireflies. Or there's very like very small dispersion of Fireflies in different locations. They're being overrun very easily. Um, but it doesn't mean that they haven't got the better weapons and the better resources and the better kind of, I guess, ability yeah. to smuggle stuff in. I think Damn. also when um I think when Druckmann did an interview about The Last of Us, he said how in the game they didn't really do as good a job fleshing out how strong the Fireflies actually were because you only really oh, okay. come across them towards the end of the game, of course. Um, and I believe but- that as well. Yeah, because I think mm-hmm. they wanted the Fireflies to be seen as like they were a whole movement that were like on the mm. same level or better than Fedra, but Fedra just had the better equipment in those QZ zones. Mm. And I think the show is trying to emphasize like they've got. You're access definitely to seeing so that from more. the streets, aren't you? That street yeah. scene of Tess in the first one that certainly does give that impression that there is like an equal fight coming on here, but there's just yeah. some weaknesses either side. And like their leaderships of like equal strength or better, like they were outmaneuvering Fedra, they were like moving them across the town and stuff. I think there's a bit more emphasis in the Fireflies are an actual organized, you know, movement of people, not just this random collective of people just throwing bombs at, you know, Fedra yeah. or whatever. 
five people in a room calling themselves butterflies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which it yeah, did yeah. feel like a little yeah. bit in the game. And just painting on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, shout out to Pedro Pascal. Um, killing it as Joel once again. Um, yeah, Josh, well, what's your opinion now? Uh, are, we, are we growing? Are you growing like a cordyceps? He's, he's still not <laughs> convinced yet. No, no, no. He just the, he doesn't have that kind of gruffness to him. I don't think. Uh, it, I did. <laughs> I just don't think he's as much of a stone cold killer as he is in the game thus far. Um, uh, mm. Did you not see how he absolutely annihilated that police officer? Yeah, he did, but it, came from, it, but it came from an, emo- an emotional place where he felt like his back was in a corner as opposed to, this is what I need to do. I'm a survivor. I think, I, th- I, I think, I think that's how he fights, though, isn't it? He's he's spurred yeah. by Sarah, and that's you yeah. know, everything that he does. And I think that once he yeah. bonds with Ellie, that is going to come out. Mm. I don't know, because mm. in, in the game, though, in the 20 years or whatever it is in between, he's a hunter. He's one of the bad bastards who's, like, going around raiding people, like, pretending to be ill so that they stop and then they kill them and steal their stuff. Oh, yeah, like, I mean, Joel's not... He's a hardened piece of shit. And, like, I do get where Josh is coming from. Of I can't see Pedro Pascal's version of Joel being that kind of person. And I wonder if they're going to keep that part of his backstory in the show or whether they're not. Because mm. the Joel in the game is like a genuine piece of shit <laughs> up yeah. until that point. There's, there's, an, there's an anger in all of his uh, actions in the game. Mm. Um, and I just, I'm not seeing it so much in The Last of Us and in the show. And I don't know if that's just because we're kind of focusing on the more important character at the moment, which is Ellie, before mm. we get a bit more of Joel, or that they're just trying to lighten him up a bit to be more likeable. Um, I guess we need more kind of person-to-person interactions. Um, because so far we've had the federal officer and clickers, so yeah, I think yeah. once he starts meeting more like human enemies, then maybe that will come out a little more, yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. true. Because especially now that he's lost Tess, like that is also a point in the game where he also gets like a bit turned by it all, doesn't he, and becomes a bit more violent mm-hmm. for a bit. So I wonder if like they might dive into that darker side of him a bit more in the next episode or two, potentially. Mm-hmm. But he did soften to Ellie a little bit, especially in the uh, the hotel. He was like, "You're a weird kid," and she was like, "You're a weird kid." Yeah, oh, that's nice. I didn't know, nice. I didn't know what to make of that one shot where um, obviously Ellie's messing around with the uh, the hotel probably, and then the and the skull comes out, and then she like trips back, and then Joel helps her helps her up, and then he looks at his hand and he like moves he's, it. He's and looking it's, at his watch though. No, no, it's just his hand, like the hand that oh. he helped her up with. And, oh, and maybe I'm... it's because she's infected, because he's still quite curious, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's still worried yeah. about infection there. Yeah. He's still worried yeah. that she's, like, really infected and that she's actually, like, contagious. Because yeah. he, at one point, point, when she gets up, he flinches. Yeah. And he, like, he moves back. That's a fair point. I don't, I wasn't thinking of that. I thought it was more of, mm-hmm. like, uh, he's trying, he's reminiscing almost, but with Sarah. But, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Mm. And, um, yeah, and his hand, when he's eating beef jerky, starts to shake. And there was a moment in episode one where one of Sarah's classmates, her hand was shaking, giving the idea that she's infected. Mm. And I know Joel's not going to be infected because, but it's interesting that they, it's interesting that he's doing, he's reenacting those movements. Yeah. Like he's, a bit, he's a bit anxious. He's a bit nervous, which yeah. is kind of not what we see in the game, but you know, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was important for Tess's characterization for him to show a bit of that. 
because I guess that shows the strengths and weaknesses or maybe what Tess and Joel have done for each other in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was, that was, that's been much more fleshed out in the last two episodes than it has been in the game. There's been like, are they romantic? Are they not? Well, we actually saw that actually there is a bit of romance. There, there, there is a bond there through, you know, the living situation and, and her saying, you know, I never ask you for anything. Please do this. And, and he's the one that, Sorry, she's the one that manages to convince him. Um, and he was sat on it. He was like, no, we're going home, we're done. And probably for anybody else, they'd be done, we're going home. Yeah. But but that that kind of interaction was probably very set up for, for Tess and their relationship yeah. of kind of like, no, we need to carry on, no, we need to do this. And it's also that from Tess. Sorry, Mars. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, it's also a little bit shows like a darker side of the relationship because it's a bit fucked up to put the ultimate guilt trip onto Joel like that. But yeah, it, I'm we about to die and ask you for anything. Goodbye. See you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like now you have to do it because I'm about to die and I'm going to die for both of you. So you have to see it through now. Like you can understand the reasoning, but it's also kind of fucked up as well to do that to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't but... really get a goodbye. And that makes me sad. He just kind of stared at her. <laughs> well, it's like, did kiss, they want to do something? <laughs> <laughs> no. he's, she's already infected. He's not going to get that. He, he didn't, didn't even say anything. He, he want like that you've already lost someone, so why wouldn't you say something? Oh, mm. yeah. I think he needed that though. He needed that anger from Tess to get it through to him. Yeah, but like Ellie yeah. is the real deal, so we need to get her out mm. of here. And um, you know, you saw how quickly the infection took Tess, and then how easily it was healed on Ellie's arm. Yeah. And like, I thought like, that was an interesting decision that they chose to bite her again. Yeah, they made the decision yeah. for her to get to get scraped or bitten again, whatever yeah. it was. But it was, was, it, really it was to show how I think it was to show how quick she healed compared to Tess at the end, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also probably to solidify that she can be double bitten and she's not <laughs> she's not turning yeah, into the infected. So so he has, you know, um, uh, Joel will have that, I guess, reassurance. But you know, she's been bitten twice now, once in front of his own eyes, and and she's not, she's not any different. I guess if she's no longer walking through the spores without a mask, it's kind of like they've got to show it somehow, haven't they? Yeah, yeah that she is forever immune. Mm. I hope they bring back the spores for season two because that moment between Ellie and um, I'm not watching season two. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why have that, I forgotten... that moment is amazing. That is probably one of my favourite scenes of the whole game. Why have I forgotten um, Ellie's girlfriend's name? Oh, Dina. Dina. Oh, uh, my God. Dina. Yeah. yeah. That moment between Ellie and Dina when he takes off the mask is so <laughs> important. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting how they... Anyway, yeah. That's, that, that's a way yeah. off, guys. Don't worry about that. We've just got to keep watching yeah. the show if we want a second season with The Last of Us Part. I don't want a second season. It can end at one. That's fine. <laughs> I actually think they'll do a better job with the show than they will with the game, so I'm I'm down for no, season two. <laughs> no, Neil, we got to remember Neil's still very as as involved as a show as he was in Last of Us Part Two. And as as we all know, Part Two has a better story than Part One. No, fuck so... off! <laughs> I don't see season two with its own show yet. <laughs> Did you see them start at Last of Us Part Two? <laughs> Kidding. Uh, sim- similar to the conversation, though, I would love to see the tendrils and and all that stuff in a third game if they ever make a third game. You know, there's kind of like a it's gone, it's a it's developed from spores and it's gone to tendrils now because that is way more horrifying than anything yeah. that's happened in the game so far. 
I think soon as well they're going to show like sorry Mars. Oh no! I just said. Uh, just imagine the death animations you'd have. <laughs> All those kisses of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like um, keep pressing triangle to lean in. mashing it to get away. Shiving them in the mouth, clapping uh, the tendrils out. Well, is there uh, anything else in this episode? When I think so. The scene where they're looking out over the Capitol building. Ah, yes. Most it's, important. It's fucking perfect. Oh, my God. I love yeah, it. Yeah, for the rooftop. I Just even quoted the line. shot by shot as well. It's you amazing. did before it happened. Mm. That's shot by and, shot from the game as well. Yeah. Again, they're picking and choosing those moments very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, of course, in episode one. And, I mean, I'm terrified for the next episode. I keep hearing it's absolutely devastating. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be devastating. Yeah. Well they've previewed <laughs> yeah. it, haven't it they? Long they're long. Long the episode. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any of the previews. Oh, okay. I won't say um, any, I've yeah. um I've decided to, I've seen obviously seen like the big season trailers, but I'm mm. trying to go mm. as, as blind as possible. So I'm uh, just excited to see what happens. And just just have some tissues, oh. ready. It's it's gonna be one of those. Oh, one of those episodes. Yeah, one of those. No, no, no. Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah. I would say what you mean, right? <laughs> I know, you know, well, Kofferman's a handsome man, but, you know. It's, <laughs> got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah, man. Just be prepared. Third uh, episode is an hour and 20 minutes. So the same Oh, hell yeah. Oh, oh. Better yes. buckle in. Yeah. Just a minute Let's under go. the first episode. Oh, God, I love this show so much. I need it. Back in my life. I'm going to watch watching it. Again, I'm at work when it lands on Sky Atlantic, so... What I wake up for step two AM to watch it? I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. We'll catch it when I get home. But probably um, probably will. <laughs> yeah, I've got the rest of the, that week off, so we hopefully we, we can record a little earlier uh, next Ooh. week. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, and uh, get up at a more reasonable time. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it then. Episode two: Infected, Done, and Dusted. Look out for our reaction to episode three next week, um, where you all get to meet Bill and Frank. Oh my. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Our main podcast will be back again on Tuesday. Before I go, um, something a little bit game related that I did want to mention. Um, the Dead Space reviews came out today as we record. Yeah. Would anyone like to know who won the Metacritic on that one? Um, I, think, I think I was close, was I not? I don't think I won it, but I think I was close. Ross, Ross Ma- won it. Miles, Ma- 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 you weren't close at all. Oh, um, you were actually you were actually the furthest away from everyone. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, it's me. It's the changed. winner. Bang on was Josh Thompson as it stands. Oh, well done, mate. Oh, Eight nine. Nine. Wow. I went ninety. It still might go up, but um, yeah. yeah as see, it, it was stands. ninety earlier, so I didn't bring it up because I was just I'm not going to say it right now because no, I've reviewed it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna review it over the weekend and give it a ten. <laughs> Uh, Miles, you gave it. Uh, you gave it eighty-four. Oh fuck me! Why was I such a miserable bastard? <laughs> you went really low on it. Oh well, yeah. I've, we I bought it and already downloaded it, so I'm excited. Nice. I can't nice. wait. While you play that, I'm going to be playing Goldeneye on Xbox Game Pass. I'm very <laughs> excited. <laughs> I'm playing Hi-Fi too. Oh my god, my Hi-Fi rush is so cool. I've downloaded it. I want to. I want to. Yeah, it is it an looks, absolute. It looks it's an absolute blast. Um, but hey, we'll talk about that 
on the main podcast, along with the rest of the developer direct. I say the rest of the developer direct. There wasn't much to talk about, but we'll get into it regardless. Um, but yeah, until then, thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll be back next week with more Last of Us goodness if we can talk through the tears. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, when you're lost in the darkness, look for the light.